Hello and welcome to Tablet of My Heart. This is Beth Jones, your hostess, and I am so glad to have you here with me today. While you're online, be sure to visit my website at www.bethjones.net. There you're going to find articles, blogs, and podcasts to help you in your daily walk with God, developing that deep intimacy with Jesus Christ, and to encourage you to fulfill your great destiny in Him. You can subscribe to my website with RSS or by email subscription. Also, be sure to sign up for the personal mailing list there at the top of the page on the right hand side. This weekly easing will give you all the latest updates, many articles, the links to my latest podcasts, and bonus goodies like articles, audios, and ebooks. I have got some exciting things coming up for you like my seven audio series bundle set for sale and the one dollar seminar coming out this year that will be my first online event. So be sure to be on that mailing list so you will hear the latest updates from the site. Well, today's podcast is Pack Light, and I want to start off with prayer to dedicate this time to God. Lord, I just come to you in the name of Jesus, and I thank you for this time. And God, I just pray that your holy presence would be with us. God, I pray for your anointing upon me, that you would speak your words of light through me. God, I pray that you would give us ears to hear and eyes to see. God, we just dedicate this time to you, and I thank you, God, that you are with us, and I pray that your blessing will be upon these listeners. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, maybe this year you and your family got to go on a trip somewhere for a family vacation, or you're planning a trip somewhere this new year. If you have ever gone on a trip and taken too much luggage, you know what a pain that can be. And when Ray and I went to Israel several years ago, we were going to be gone for about 12 days. So we took several large bags, our personal bags, to take with us on the plane and this huge suitcase so that I could fit everything in there that we were going to need. Quote, need. Since we were touring all over Israel with this personal tour guide, Yossi, we didn't stay in the same hotel every night, but we changed hotels every every night or every couple of nights. And each time we had to lug around our heavy bags in that enormous green suitcase. And our tour guide, Yossi, could not believe it when he saw it. And he had to try to pack it in the trunk of this little tiny car like they have over in the Middle East and Europe. It almost didn't fit in the trunk. So I learned on that trip that taking too much stuff can really slow you down from where you're wanting to go. And packing light would have been so much better. Same thing with being overweight. Not all of us will have the advantage this year of having Jillian with the biggest loser on our case to motivate us to lose that extra weight we gained this winter. But we can begin to develop some consistent healthy habits such as drinking lots of water, eating more fruit, vegetables and grains and moving our bodies move it move it much more to get fitter and healthier I mean yeah we all know the drill but we just need to do it well this afternoon when I went to the post office I stopped by one of my favorite places in town to shop called what to wear and it has got the cutest clothes and I love the owner she's so sweet well then the reality of this winter's gain of unwanted pounds hit me as I tried on different clothes the Bible says in Hebrews 12, 1, 2, New King James Version, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight 
and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Lay aside every weight and the sin that entangles us. Well, what extra weights are you carrying around now that you need to leave at the cross with Jesus this year? Unforgiveness, anger, impatience, frustration, confusion, disappointment, maybe it's hurt, worry, pride, fear, envy, loneliness, or maybe it's stress. Stress is a big one. Whatever it is, God can help you to lighten your load and give you rest in his presence. Jesus wants us to pack light, to travel light, so that we will be unencumbered for the journey of life. He told his disciples in Luke 9, 1-5 one, one in the message, And he called the twelve together, and he gave them power and authority over all the demons and to heal diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to perform healing. And he said to them, Take nothing for your journey, neither a staff, nor a bag, nor bread, nor money, and do not even have two tunics apiece. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that city. And as for those who do not receive you, as you go out from that city, shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. And another uh, of the Gospels, he says, Just take your staff. In other words, just take what you need. Don't take all this stuff. And a lot of us have stuff. Well, let's work this hard. Let's work hard this year to pat light for the journey, laying aside every weight that would set us back from our dreams and goals and from obeying God. What are some practical ways we can travel lighter for this journey of life this year? First is prayer. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle, meek, and humble, lowly in heart, and you will find rest, relief, and ease, and refreshment, and recreation, and blessed quiet for your souls. For my yoke is wholesome, useful, good, not harsh, hard, sharp, or pressing, but comfortable, gracious, and pleasant, and my burden is light and easy to be borne. Are you feeling heavy laden or burdened? Have things got you down? Are you feeling worried, stressed, disappointed, disillusioned, hurt, upset, angry? Are you carrying some weights on you that aren't yours to carry? Let Jesus carry those things for you. He will take them on. He says he will relieve and refresh your soul. Are you needing relief? Have you got so much on you that you are just totally overwhelmed with life, like you cannot take a minute more? Do you have too much on your plate? Do you need to prune some things from your life? Jesus wants to give you refreshment and recreation. Yes, recreation. I love the Amplify because it expands on and explains verses like this. Jesus wants you to have a wreck time. He wants you, and not rat like a car wrecking, but recreation. He wants you to be able to play. It can't be all work and no play. 
today I was busy doing some work and I just cooked supper and I was about to get back to my work when my husband Ray asked me if I was going to sit down and watch a short show with him and our daughter Leah. On top of that, it was old Bugs Bunny cartoons. So, and I love cartoons. That wasn't an issue, but I was just so busy. And so at first I said, no, I told you I've got to do some work tonight. I've got to get some things done. And then I thought about it a minute. I had been working all day, and I still hadn't got all my stuff done yet. And I needed to take a break, just to sit down a minute and laugh. So I did, and I did laugh, and I had fun, and so I was glad I took that time to be with Ray and our daughter, and just to enjoy that minute, those few minutes of fun. Sometimes we need playtime to be able to be refreshed. Little children love to play. It comes very naturally to them. And look how happy they are. Jesus wants us to play and be happy too. And he wants to give your soul refreshment. He says he wants to give you blessed quiet. And I would love some of that. Blessed quiet. The world we live in just bombards us with noise. And I believe with all my heart that it is a strategic attempt by the enemy to cause us stress and to keep us from hearing God's still small voice. Noises can cause you stress even if you're not aware of it. But we are surrounded with noise all the time. Construction noise, noise in our home, noise at work. And if it is so noisy, it will drown out our ability to hear the voice of the Lord. So he wants us to pull away with him and be refreshed in his presence in the silent solitude. God says he doesn't want you to have a yoke that is too heavy and burdensome, one that is harsh, hard, sharp, and pressing. Are circumstances in your life hard? Are they pressing against you? Do you feel overwhelmed like you just can't take it anymore? Well, that probably means you're under the wrong yoke. You're probably doing things that you have no business doing that you need to let go of. You need to be yoked with Jesus. So give it all to him. God will be taking care of our problems today. Surrender. I have another podcast here at my website at www.betchins.net. It is called The Beauty of a Surrendered Life. And I really encourage you to listen to that one too. You can listen to my podcast here at Tablet in My Heart as you're browsing my site. There's a pop-up play button. Or you can download my podcast to your computer, your iPod. You can listen to them through iTunes. And if you don't have iTunes, just go to my page at the top of my website that says Need iTunes. And that is under the heading Website, Frequently Asked Questions or FAQs. And get instructions there for iTunes. So find that quiet time with God each day in prayer, worship, and studying His Word. You don't have to pray for hours every day. This is a big misconception. Some people don't pray because they think, oh, I've got to pray so long and I don't have time to do it. No. You can spend just a few minutes each day with Him to listen for God's voice to be filled back up. And then as you as you do this, as you meet consistently with God, your hunger for Him is going to grow. And you'll just want more and more of him. You can pray to God anytime, anywhere. God is not on vacation. You know, he doesn't have this place he goes where we can't find him. He doesn't have a call waiting. God is always there for you. The Bible says pray without ceasing. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 You can have a lifestyle of prayer. Praying through the day with your spirit. 
praying as you live your ordinary life, doing ordinary tasks and practicing God's presence. Brother Lawrence was a monk and a cook in a monastery in Paris, France during the 1600s, and he spent most of his life in that monastery cooking in the kitchen, which to me would be more like uh, hell than anything, but people were drawn to him because of his peace and his insights. And I want to read to you what Janet Knight wrote in an article at the Upper Room Ministries blog about him. You can find that website at uh, http colon slash slash pockets dot upper room dot org and then it says slash tag slash practicing God's presence but that's an upper room ministries blog and Janet writes but one thing is the same the deep longing in our hearts for God that longing to know that whatever our role in life is connected with God's good for the world that longing for acceptance and to be loved unconditionally and our need to be in relationship with God we and Brother Lawrence are the same. And in spite of our vastly different lifestyles, and she's talking about he's a monk and obviously we're not, she says, in spite of our vastly different lifestyles, Brother Lawrence can offer help and words of encouragement to us today. As Brother Lawrence saw it, everything we do, no matter how mundane or repetitive, can be done out of love for God and with an awareness that God is present to us. He said that what is important is not what we have to do each day, but how we view it. Instead of doing what we do because others expect it of us, or because we expect it of ourselves, we do it entirely out of love for God. And she says, the key to the shift in attitude for Brother Lawrence was prayer. He said that with everything he did, he prayed briefly before, during, and after the task. In this way, the task of his daily routine became prayer. This became the essence of being present to God, what Brother Lawrence called practicing the presence of God. And that sounds so deep, doesn't it? And she says, okay, you're probably saying, well, that sounds good, but it's still pretty unrealistic. My days aren't quiet or predictable, not like a monastery. My tasks are multiple. Praying before, during, and after my tasks sounds pretty impossible. Do you feel that way? Do you feel like, no, there is just no way? But she says, what is important for us and, and what Brother Lawrence was saying is that we begin to look at our daily lives through a different lens. Just as it was for Brother Lawrence, prayer can be the key to making that shift in your life. The shift won't happen all at once. It will happen gradually as we become aware of God's presence more and more, often during our normal day. But we have to be intentional about helping that happen. End quote. So we do have to be intentional. We have to be aware of God, and we need to shift our perspective. We need to become aware of God's presence in our life and seek Him. And we can seek Him throughout the day. I mean, sometimes as I'm going along my day, I'm driving in the car, or I'm doing uh, things in the kitchen, washing laundry, I'm aware of God. I'm aware He's with me. And I may send up a little popcorn prayer, what I call a popcorn prayer, where I just thank him. I thank him for the beautiful red cardinal birds outside my kitchen window, and they eat the seed that we um, throw out there, and I just thank him for a beautiful day. I've been thanking him lately for the gorgeous snow here in Missouri. We've had some really pretty snows. So just be aware of God and practice his presence. Practice 
speaking to him and most of all listening to him and he's going to reveal his love for you as you seek him he's going to show you how much he loves you and that he has great mercy for you and he just wants to bless you and be good for you so let it be your intention to make prayer happen every day during your regular normal tasks schedule your time with God develop a daily quiet time with him and he will give you the refreshment and the encouragement you need for your journey God will take your stress he'll take your problems your frustrations and instead he will give you his easy light you just give it to him there's just something about laying it at the feet of Jesus and saying here God you you take it he wants to carry your heavy load for you he bore at the cross for you so you would not have to second take joy with you the joy of the Lord is your strength Nehemiah 8 10 says worries uh, Nehemiah 8 10 says the joy of the Lord is your strength worries are not your strength sorrow isn't your strength loneliness is not your strength but joy is God wants his people strong for him and the way that happens is when they're rejoicing Philippians 4 4 says rejoice in the Lord always I will say it again rejoice and see when he said I will say it again he's emphasizing it rejoice in the Lord always that means all the time it's easy to rejoice when everything's going well but how about in hard times well that's not so easy but Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus, for the joy set before him, endured the cross. And the cross was very painful, excruciating pain. But Jesus knew there was joy on the other side of what he had to go through, and he endured. We, too, can look ahead to the great things God has for us and have joy filling our hearts, even in the midst of troubles. Life is not always going to be easy or happy, but we can rejoice that God is with us, even to the very end. This is his promise to us. We can praise God for all the goodness he has showered us with, the goodness and the mercy we do not deserve. We can praise God we have a brand new day, a chance to start over with, a, with our past and our sins behind us. Today, God gives us a fresh plate of mercy straight from heaven's kitchen. We can praise God for our good health because some people have a lot of health problems. Now, even if we do have health problems, there's still something left to praise God for. We can praise him for eyes to see, ears to hear, a mouth to sing and speak. We can praise God for our husband, our children, our family, our friends, our church. We can praise him for the sunrise and the beautiful sunset, the gorgeous snow on the ground. And we can be so thankful for our salvation. I am. I am so thankful for all God's done for me. He's had incredible mercy and grace on my life, and I believe it's unusual mercy. So every day we can praise God. And I want to encourage you to listen to my friend Lois Graham's talk shoe show on this subject. She did an excellent job, and it's just really anointed. Just go to her website at www.lois-graham.com. The joy of the Lord is our strength, and we're going to have to make a decision to have that joy. The enemy can come against us. People can come against us. Satan might even use your very own family, your friends, or your acquaintances your acquaintances to discourage you to come against you to say things that really hurt you and drag you down but lift up your head lift up your eyes don't let it distract you because your salvation comes don't let the enemy steal your peace and your joy sing to and worship God dance shout if you want to 
you know, we can always shout at a football or a basketball game of our kids or watching favorite sports on TV, but we feel intimidated about shouting to God. The Bible says to shout. You might not want to do this at the grocery store, only if God tells you to, but I think some of us might just get set free if we started singing, clapping, dancing, and even shouting to the Lord. God's joy, you know, turn on the praise music. Turn on praise and worship and just sing and dance and shout. And it will it will really lift you up out of anything that is burdening your heart or upsetting you or anything. It would just give you so much peace and joy. God's joy will lift our hearts from any heavy burden or heavy weights we're feeling. It will lighten our load. So find joy. Find funny things to laugh about. Hang around children. Children laugh at almost nothing. Several years ago, I was teaching preschool at this Christian school, and I noticed the little kids were always laughing about something. Sometimes it was the silliest things, but they were so happy. And we adults, I, I learned so much that year from the children. They taught me. And we adults need to learn from this, from their joy. Sometimes we take life and ourselves way too serious, and we need to lighten up. Sometimes the preschool kids would play dogs and cats. And I asked another teacher about it. I said, you know, when our daughter was Leah, she used, when our daughter Leah was younger, she used to play a cat. And the teacher had been working at that school for years, and she said every year the students in her class always played cats and dogs. It was just something they did because it was fun. So learn to have fun, to play, and to laugh again. And that joy will give you strength for when times are hard. In God's presence, there is complete joy. Psalm 1611, New King James Version says, You will show me the path of life, and your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So there is joy in the presence of God. As you seek His face, as you pray, as you read His word, you will be filled with His joy. Third, in order to travel lighter this year, forgive. Now, forgiveness can be a very heavy weight on us. God loved us so much that he sent his only son, Jesus, to die for us. At the cross, Jesus was the substitute for our sins. He took our sins and our sicknesses on himself, and he died for us so we could have eternal life. God has forgiven us of everything, past, present, and future sins, out of his grace, mercy, and love. So if God can forgive us of everything, we should forgive other people too. Unforgiveness makes us the prisoners instead of the other person. Let's read a story from Matthew 18, 21-35 New Century Version Bible, and it's about the unforgiving servant. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, when my fellow believer sins against me, how many times must I forgive him? Should I forgive him as many as seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, you must forgive him more than seven times. You must forgive him even if he wrongs you seventy times seven. The kingdom of heaven is like a king who decided to collect the money his servants owed him. When the king began to collect his money, a servant who owed him several million dollars was brought to him. But the servant did not have enough money to pay his master, the king. So the master ordered that everything the servant owes should be sold, even the servant's wife and children. Then the money would be used to pay the king what the servant owed. But the servant fell on his knees and begged, Be patient with me, and I will pay you everything I owe. 
The master felt sorry for his servant and told him he did not have to pay it back. Then he let the servant go free. That's just amazing. He owed him several million dollars, and he said, just never mind, it's okay, go free. Okay, he said, and then it says, later, that same servant found another servant who owed him a few dollars. The servant grabbed him around the neck and said, pay me the money you owe me. The other servant fell on his knees and begged him, be patient with me, and I will pay you everything I owe. But the first servant refused to be patient. He threw the other servant into prison until he could pay everything he owed. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were very sorry. So they went and told their master all that had happened. Then the master called his servant in and said, You evil servant, because you begged me to forget what you owed, I told you that you did not have to pay anything. You should have showed mercy to that other servant, just as I showed mercy to you. The master was very angry and put the servant in prison to be punished until he could pay everything he owed. This king did what my heavenly father will do to you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. End quote. So this man who was forgiven by the king for owing so much money, which this account says several million dollars, would not forgive his brother who owed him only a few dollars. As a result, this unforgiving man was thrown into prison himself until he could repay the debt. Bitterness and unforgiveness makes us a prisoner. It enslaves us. It puts us in bondage. So be free this year. Choose to forgive. Lighten your load. Throw off that weight of unforgiveness. Forgive. Let it go. It does not matter anymore. It's in the past. One of my favorite parts in the Lion King movies was when the adult lion Simba sees his father going away into the clouds and he's talking with Rafiki the monkey. And uh, the adult Simba lion said, I know what I have to do, but going back will mean facing my past. I've been running from it for so long. And the adult lion Simba had left his, his pride of lions. He ran away because he, was, he thought he had killed his father when he actually hadn't but he had ran away from the pride alliance so now he's talking about going back and he said but going back will mean facing my past I've been running from it for so long Rafiki the monkey hits Simba on the head with this stick and Simba says ow geez what was that for Rafiki says it doesn't matter it's in the past and then he laughs and then Simba says yeah but it still hurts. And Rafiki, the very wise monkey, said, Oh yes, the past can hurt. But the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. Yes, the past can hurt. But we learn from it. We don't keep toting it around with us for the rest of our lives. If we do that, we will not make room for today and what's in store for tomorrow. Fourth, take just what you need as Jesus told his disciples. When we go on a trip, we take necessities such as our Bible, our clothes, our hairbrush and toothbrush, shampoo and conditioner, deodorant, just the things that we need. We don't take everything in our whole house with us for a three-day trip. Well, at least we shouldn't, and I used to do that, but now I've learned. Pack light. That would be too much. Exactly. This year, just take what you need. Pack light. 
Don't pick up anything along the way that isn't going to help you. No offenses, no unforgiveness, no distractions, no spiritual compromises. Just take what you need. And remember Jesus said that Mary, who was sitting at his feet, hanging on every word that he said, was doing the most important thing, the part that would not be taken away from her. If there are things in your life right now that are not helping you to achieve your goals of success, to see your dreams come true, to do what God is wanting you to do, then cut them out. Prune relentlessly. Look at what worked and did not work in 2009. Learn from it. Begin to pursue your passion, your dream, your destiny in Christ. Now is the time. No more holding back in fear or with excuses. Just do it. Go for it. Become all that God desires you to be. Be that woman of God who's deep inside of you ready to spring forth. Time is short, so we need to do what God is calling us to do. No more waiting. No more holding back. You're in a time of metamorphosis. You're ready to fly. You're ready to soar. You have to get out of the nest. You have to get out of that comfort zone and stretch your wings and fly. The old has passed away and the new has come. It's a new time, a new season of destiny. The old is not going to work anymore. And you need to get rid of those dead weights. You need to walk with a lighter step this year. Walking in God's love and peace and joy. His authority, His anointing. Step into His anointing of ease. When you are walking with God in obedience to His word, you will have an ease about your life. Things won't be so hard. Yes, troubles and trials are going to come, but you are going to have Jesus with you and He will help you. He will deliver you. He will answer your prayers. You won't find so much resistance to doing what's important because He is going to crown you with His blessings and with His favor. You can't walk in His authority and power and anointing this year if you're held back by extra weight. It is going to hold you back. Get rid of it. Prune. Cut out what is unnecessary. Trim the fat. Get rid of the obstacles, the distractions. Focus on what really matters. Focus on what's important. Focus on His Word, what He's told you to do. Do it. Stay in the prayer closet and let it transform your life from glory to glory. Let God's word change you from the inside out. The last few months I have not been able to attend Toastmasters meetings because I've been so busy and I love Toastmasters. If you don't know what it is, you can go there on my website under art articles under what is Toastmasters. And it's for people learning how to publicly speak and about people learning leadership skills. And it's a great place, if, especially if you're a beginner speaker. And I've been learning a lot there about speaking. I've made good friends there. I've been in two contests already and won first place award. But lately I've not been able to go because I've had other things to do. I've had other priorities. I miss it and I do plan to go back this year, but I have to do first things first. I have to prioritize and so do you for this new year. Let's make this a different year. Let's pack light. Let's not bring things into the suitcase that we could just leave. Sometimes we are going to have to run this year, like you're running through the airport to catch your flight. We've got to be in step with God. And sometimes God seems really slow. And that's the way God seems to move in my life a lot. Like a turtle. But then some, sometimes, suddenly, 
God is running and you have to run with him to catch up. If you have all these bags and suitcases you don't need like offenses, hurts, confusion, disappointments, impatience, unforgiveness, you are not going to be able to run. You will have to slow down and you might just miss God and what he's wanting to do in your life. When you're on a trip sometimes, you forget important things. The charger to your cell phone, a coat or a sweater for cooler weather, your dress shoes, or some important paper. This year, don't forget to bring along what's important for your journey. Your bottle of water, which is the word of God. Booking your flight, which is your mission statement your destination, your journal and pen, which is your written down goals for this year, your ticket to your destination, which is your hard work and your determination, and of course God's help, your love for God and your family, don't forget that, leave your fear behind, have instead a sense of adventure, being excited, positive, and faith-filled about this new year, not allowing yourself to just go through the daily grind doing the same old, same old. No, the same old is not going to work anymore. It's a new day. It's a new year. It's a new hour of destiny for you. Bring your passport to risk. You might want to bring your iPod to listen to worship and praise music along the way. Now, there might be delays along the way from bad weather or other unforeseen things, but eventually... We're going to get to our destination. We're going to arrive unencumbered. We're going to have the time of our life because Jesus is going to be right there riding with us. Jesus has got his bags packed. He's ready to go. He is just waiting on you. So pack light. This year, this journey, this trip is going to be the adventure of a lifetime. Get ready because it's going to be so good. I want to thank you for joining me here today at Tablet in My Heart. I would love to hear back from you about this podcast or any of my blogs or other shows. You can email me personally at elizabethdjones at gmail.com or comment on my blogs here at www.bethjones.net. You can subscribe to my website with RSS or by email subscription. It can be delivered straight to your inbox. Just go to the top of the page and click on that orange button for subscribing with RSS or with email subscription to fill in your email address and you can get my blogs and podcasts each week that way. If you're not on my personal mailing list for the easing, be sure to sign up for that at the top of the webpage on the right-hand side. This way you'll be sure to get all the latest updates, plus many articles, event and product announcements, links to my latest podcasts, plus bonus freebies like articles, audios, and ebooks. I've got some really exciting things coming up like my seven audio session bundle set for sale and we'll have that up soon. You might already see the titles of each session on my website and the articles for that are password protected just for those who buy the bundle. They're going to be the only ones having access. It's a great bundle set on prayer and it includes freebie articles and a bonus ebook. Also, I am planning to do a $1 seminar, which will be my first online event, so you don't want to miss that either. So be sure to sign up for that mailing list for my e-zine, so you'll hear about all these things soon. Thank you for coming by today, and the Lord bless you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.